you're listening to Big Blend Radio's Lost Angel Travel Adventures show with Linda Ballou, travel writer and author, and your host, Lisa Smith. Hey everybody, welcome to the very first episode of the new Big Blend Radio Lost Angel Travel Adventures podcast with travel writer and author Linda Ballou. Uh, this show airs every third Wednesday at high noon, as Linda says, uh, Pacific <laughs> time. And you can keep up with her adventures at lostangeladventures.com and lindabaloauauthor.com. We're going to kick off the show today with a story about equestrian explorer and travel writer Isabella Lucy Bird. And uh, actually, Linda's latest novel is Embrace the Wild, and it's inspired by the life of Isabella Lucy Bird, who is celebrating 150 years uh, from her birth anniversary this year. But before we get to that, welcome, uh, Linda. This is exciting to kick this off. Hi, Lisa. Yeah, I am really excited about this. It's a wonderful opportunity for me to share my travel adventures. I am an adventure travel writer, and I have a series of travel collections, uh, Lost Angel Walkabout, uh, which takes you from, well, I'm from Alaska, but I do a lot of Wild West. I'm a horse person, so I take go to a lot of, uh, you know, Montana, Wyoming, Arizona, you know, all kinds of guest ranches and riding experiences. And uh, New Zealand and, well, a lot of stuff. Cost, Costa Rica. And then my second book, Lost Angel in Paradise, I live, I'm a lost angel. I'm one of 17 million other lost angels in the megalopolis <laughs> of L.A. And I love the California coast. So Lost Angel in Paradise is 32 of my favorite day trips up the coast from Malibu to Mendocino. And it's like a little hike, a little history, a great eatery, and um, just fun days uh, along the coast. So then my latest book, Lost Angel Unleashed, is travel memoir, because I'm at a stage in my life where I'm kind of looking back and seeing what influenced me and, and you know, how I turned out. <laughs> so, so from this perspective, you kind of figure out who you are and why you are. And uh, so it's, it's a series of, uh, you know, looking back stories. And then uh, the second half of the book is my very favorite destinations. So there's lots of travel ideas in there for you. And um, Isabella Bird so inspired me because she was the best loved travel writer of her day. And she went places where no one went before, not just a white woman, no one. Mm. (laughs) And she was a total incredible explorer. And my book uh, takes you her first, the first third of um, Embrace of the Wild is set in the Hawaiian Islands because Uh, When she was 40 years old, she lifted herself up from the invalid bed. She literally was down for the count up until the age of 40. And she said they had she had tumors on her spine and they had operated on her without any anesthesia, mind you. This is 1873. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you can't even imagine it, right? But then they, the doctors in that day um, used laudanum, which is a, an opium 
extract mm-hmm. to soothe the pain, ease the pain. But they also bled her with incisions and leeches. <laughs> oh my and God. They, you know, they gave her a, a bromide that caused her to have indigestion problems and kind of a kind of a psychotic effect. And they encouraged her to drink copious amounts of alcohol. So you can imagine. What that's got to be messy, man. Like seriously, the state of just... this woman, the state of this woman, you know, she was a victim of overdosing. So, mm-hmm. like I say, at, at the age of forty, she lifted herself up, took a sea voyage, turned her whole world around, and she landed in the Hawaiian Islands, where she wrote a book, Six Months in the Sandwich Islands. And I used that book for my research for my book, Wainani: A Voice from Old Hawaii. And um, then I went to Colorado on a guest ranch in Telluride. And there was her book, A Lady's Life in the Rockies. And I went, wow, you know, her powers of description were just so wonderful that, you know, she inspired me to go to Estes Park, which is the gateway of the Rocky Mountain National Park, and to ride in her hoof prints, so to speak. You know, I, I just, you know, I had to be where she had talked about. Uh, mm. It just sounded so, you know, magical. Uh, so that was as far as I could follow her. Uh, but she went on to Japan and China and Korea and all sorts of places uh, everywhere except India. But she didn't. Uh, she didn't do the grand tour that the Victorian age uh, women did. They would travel with an entourage, but mm. and go to the col- You know the the colonies. <laughs> I felt, yeah, lolly doll with the tea going ding ding ding. Yes, right, oh. right, with yeah. suitcases I, and <laughs> an yeah. entourage. But she traveled alone, and um, she rode on yaks. And in the end, when she was getting older, she had a little cart and she had people pulling her cart and she took up photography and she had her equipment. She went, yeah. I mean, this woman was just absolutely phenomenal. So um, I determined to ride in the, this year, by the way, that is 150 years celebration of her coming to Estes Park. Because oh, so not her life, her as coming to Estes Park. Right, her arriving Colorado. in Estes Park in 1873. And she was very influential. Her writing, she's considered to be the mother of the Rocky Mountain Park because her writing was so beautiful. It didn't just draw me. It, it drew many, many mm. uh, uh, tourists and, and, you know, people who were out for the cure. A lot of people from England came to Colorado for the cure. You know, breathing. They had breathing oh, problems. Yeah, yeah. So they came to Colorado. But anyway, uh, she, in her time in Colorado, in her book, A Lady's Life in the Rockies, describes her 800-mile horseback ride through the front range of Colorado in the winter, in, in this time, in September, no. which, which the no. snow flies that early in, in the front range of Colorado. And so she was out there. This the the image behind me is um, the South Park, and it's like a meteor hit this area. It's just you know huge flat open mm-hmm. uh, basin, and in the good old days, you know antelope roamed there, and it was a Native American hunting area and a lot of, of wildlife. And she rode there when she rode there. 
<laughs> she met Comanche Bill, who had, you know, guns over his shoulder and knives in his belt. And he was a, uh, a, a famous Indian killer. And because in that time, 1873, there was the Indian Wars were, were in, you know, they were tapering off when she landed there, but it was still a very bad attitude towards the Native peoples, uh, actually one of extermination. So anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why in Embrace of the Wild, the, the I brought the Sand Creek Massacre to, to light. I put a spotlight on the fact that mm -hmm. during that time, um, the military, you know, was, it was genocide, you know, and it was very, very sad. And I just felt like, you know, I wanted to bring a spotlight to that fact because mm -hmm. the Sand Creek Massacre was sort of tucked under the rug for, you know, a hundred years. They now have a memorial to it, but it's, mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, moving on, she met Comanche Bill <laughs> and was riding with him through this vast, you know, I won't call it a wasteland, but it's just... But I wonder how she connected with him where she was able to get him to understand she's on the safe side. Was it maybe because she was female or that she's like, I'm female, but I'm a badass? Like, what was... <laughs> well, that, you know? that's, yeah, that's one of the things that's so brave about her. She uh, had been on the on the road for a while, you know. I mean, it took her. I, I think she was riding about twenty five uh, miles a day, and on a bad day, fifty miles where she had couldn't find a place to stay. I mean, she would just go up at the end of the day and knock on a settler's door and see if she could sleep on the floor or with the children. She had no mm. lodging lined up, wow. and uh, oft times it was snowing at this time of year. And her little feet were frozen to the stirrups. <laughs> wow, that's, and yeah, right. She was riding her beloved Bertie, uh, uh, the pony with steel legs. <laughs> and Bertie was saved her life on more than one occasion. Bertie was a very smart little pony and wouldn't step into a frozen lake or cross a frozen stream unless it was secure enough so she would tap the ice you know before she would go across That's so anyway nice. uh, she had a very nice relationship with birdie but oftentimes she'd have to get off the horse and pick the snow out of her hoofs because the horse would be slipping and sliding and falling with the snow packed in her hooves oh. so anyway she was out there uh, i drove i i took it upon myself to drive this uh path you know and i just can't imagine writing it but at any rate she'd been on the trail for several days and she was kind of lonely and she saw a man riding across this vast region and she just went up to him and said hello my name is isabella bird would you <laughs> mind if i joined you for a while you know i mean she just was the boldest bravest woman on the planet and I stayed, uh, she stayed in this little town, Fair Play, which is just on the yeah. other side of uh, South Park. Mm. And it is really a, a truly old time Western town. It was, you know, a mining town. And I stayed at the handheld hotel, which was built in 1879, and just kind of imagine how it was like if, you know, if I'd been Izzy. Uh, and they have rec recreated a Western town there that is pretty cool. 
Um, they've taken, uh, you know, buildings from around Colorado and relocated them there. They haven't built them. They have actually restored them and brought them there real. So it's it's a really neat little western town. And, uh, and it, it goes on for blocks. You know, it's all there, the livery, the post office. You know, it's all there. It's very, it's very cute. It's very worth doing, I think. And you can, for 10 bucks, you can wander around there as long as you like. So then Isabella... Uh, when she was there, um, there was a lynching. <laughs> she could see a man swinging <laughs> on a tree. <laughs> like from one thing to the next, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, she was writing at a really a quite dangerous time, but she was just, uh, she'd had it in her mind. She was going to do her mountain tour. <laughs> was this also dangerous, not only because of the Indian Wars, but there was also, well, the attacks on the Indians, let's put it that way. And then at the same time, there was a gold rush and there was mining. And so that also right, created crime. Right, right, right. These towns had been rushed. Fair play had been rushed, as mm-hmm. she put it. And it was rough. And you had these very rough characters there, yeah. you know, who were, you know, eking out some sort of, you know, living, trying to, you know, dig for the gold. That's why I say it was vigilante rule. And, uh, you know, she, you know, she she just uh, stayed there night and rode on. Oh. <laughs> wow yeah. and so, so driving through there nancy and i've driven through parts of that area and and it's actually a national heritage area south there is actually south park national heritage area right and then i look at like sand creek as a memorial and rocky mountain national park so a lot of our national park system is kind of connected to her heritage of her her pathway i should say is right her that. bringing attention to these places mm-hmm. right yeah. Um, another thing I did that was uh, following in her hoofprints was the, the little Georgetown Loop train that is available today oh. that you can take, which is really a nice little ride. Um, I don't know that Georgetown is the exact train that she took to get up to Green Lake. She had this destination to Green Lake, uh, but it would have been something very similar, you know, mining mm-hmm. town train. And at that point, um, the lake, the, the, the pass was snowed over and, um, they said, Oh, you shouldn't, you know, no, you shouldn't be going up there. It's, you know, you'll never get back. And, um, they said, one of the men said, Is that that crazy English woman? <laughs> the other guy said, Yes. He said, Well, so give her a horse and let her go. So oh, that's she did. nice. She went. But when she got up there, the lake was frozen over. I mean, she was a very stubborn, determined woman, I must say. But, uh, you know, as I say, she loved the mountains. She wrote, mm-hmm. she climbed Long's Peak in Estes Park, which was a big deal because Whoa, she was like, that is a big deal. And she couldn't climb it without Rocky Mountain Jim. So oh. there, is, there is a romance in this story. Uh, he had declared himself the guardian of the mountains and you couldn't get into the Rocky mountain park area without going through Muggins Gulch where he had a cabin and he would charge a toll of 25 cents to get, she had to pass him to get to her lodging, mm-hmm. which was Evans ranch. So uh, at first their relationship was a bit tense because he charged her, which she thought was a little outrageous. <laughs> But then, and she, he said he wouldn't take her up. He, he, she asked him right away because he was the only one who could who could climb the mountain at the time. He was a guide, and uh, he said, "No, nah, you're too scrawny. 
I'm, I don't want to be responsible for you. And no, I'm not taking you up. It's late in the season. Forget about it. So she was there. There's, you know, sort of a tension between them. Uh, but then two guys came in, two hunters, and they wanted to go up. So Jim said, well, I'll take you up, but Isabella has to go with us. <laughs> ah, see, there you go. Yeah, they didn't want her to go because women are bad luck. You know that. That's so, right. Yeah, on a ship and anywhere else, you know, you don't want women. So uh, they did. So Jim went to Isabella and said, okay, you're coming with me and we're going up. And she uh, she did the climb with him up to a certain point. I think it's called the keyhole where it gets really quite precarious. And uh, he had to literally drag her up and put him put her on his shoulders and get her to the top. So they then had a romantic connection. You know, she, you know, they, and it's rumored, you know, yeah. that they that he asked her to marry him, and she said, no, no, no. But uh, you know, because she was a lady and he was a ruffian. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also like, there's this indis independent spirit i think there's that part well of that's it see she had just pulled herself up from her bootstraps you know she had just come into her own physicality for her all her adult life she'd been an invalid because of what they did to her uh so now she was free and she had a tremendous curiosity about the world and even though i think she loved jim she couldn't stay there you know for a lot of reasons one he was a serious alcoholic that's a little bit and of she'd already been through that yeah. You need more of that. <laughs> she well, she had her own demons there, but she had uh, in England. She'd worked. Her father was a, a preacher, and mm. she had worked helping the down and outs. Mm. And she knew that they say they're going to quit drinking, yeah. but they but they don't, and they try, but they really can't. So mm. she knew that about Jim, but it wasn't. It was more than that. It was that she had her own destiny. And she wasn't going to let go of that now. So, mm. so yeah. And I really admired her. She became the best love travel writer of her day. She, I think she wrote like 10 books at least. And, you know, they sold well. And, you know, she became the first woman to be entered in the National uh, Scottish Geographical Society and a few things like that, you know. So, wow. yeah, I really admired her. Now, I know this is 150 years for Estes Park. And she was born and passed away. Uh, she was born in October, passed away in October, passed away in Scotland. Right. Uh, so it's interesting. But um, so there's this big celebration and you went there last year. So you've and, and it's also included in your latest you know, Lost Angels uh, book, uh, Lost Angel Unleashed. So there's a story about her that we pretty much were talking about now. Right. Um, and then, of course, there's, you know, Embrace of the Wild, but the BBC connected with you. Uh, yeah, I was really... So we got to we got to give a shout out because yeah. I know we've got a lot of audience in England. So <laughs> tell them, tell them. What yeah, I was have. really thrilled to be selected to be the Isabella Bird expert in the uh, BBC docu-series called Trailblazers. And they came to Estes Park and... Um, uh, interviewed, I, they flew me there to Estes Park, you know, and interviewed me. I was interviewed by the actresses who were reenacting Isabella's journey. And it was just really fabulous and fun to be honored like that. It's a really fun uh, docu-series. Unfortunately, it didn't air in the U.S., but in the U.K. 
And um, yeah, Emily Atak, Ruby Wax, and Melanie Spice Girl Brown are the women, the actresses who were re- who interviewed me. Uh, you know, it was more very, very conversational and fun, kind of like being on The View. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I really loved it. And, um, yeah, I just wished, you know, that it would air here in the U.S. But, well, well maybe sometimes someday. it might end up on the BBC channel here. Maybe someday. Road. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. over, you know, International you know, uh, Women's Month in March and International Women's Day. You know, maybe we need to petition the BBC and say, come on, we yeah, want your really. story to be told over here, too, because she's connected to America, you know. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, she was very enamored with the, the Wild West and the mm-hmm. Western characters. And, and, you know, she was drawn to that, you know, the expanse is the vastness of our country, like so mm-hmm. many people from England are, you know, mm-hmm. because we are so big <laughs> yeah i know and it's so diverse as you know and right. i do want to let uh, the audience know that we have a link to a little clip so you can get a snippet of that uh conversation you had with the actors uh, in the documentary um so we have a little youtube click in uh clip in the show link uh the show notes we have a link in there so you can watch that with linda talking to them and so that's a real fun little chat that you had and so uh, you know What's coming next, uh, Linda? Let's uh, next episode. Ooh, we're going to Hawaii. Oh, well, we're going to Hawaii. Yeah. Well, remember, Isabella wrote Six Months in the Sandwich Islands, and so I went, took it upon myself to go everywhere she went there. See? <laughs> plus, I mean that you know it was a good it was a good assignment. Uh, plus, uh, I lived on on the north shore of Hawaii, where I met Bobo, who was probably one of my most fascinating characters that i ever interviewed she was just great <laughs> so, and, and that's a whole other that it's a crazy story and right. uh, this is not in because lost angel um in paradise that's where we first met you um and that was oh walkabout i should say walkabout right. um, no it is a paradise book bobo's in bobo's in los angel in, unleashed uh, it's kind unleashed, of a memoir yeah. story because it, i uh, in 1978 i lived on the island and she used to swim the Nepali coast and I went, and so I wanted to interview and she lived in Taylor camp. All of that was very, uh, it was a, a, a really magical time to be living That's there. That's a good way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was free. So, Let's put it that so way. So it's really, it's travel memoir, but it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite stories. And like I say, she was one of my most colorful characters that I've run into in this lifetime. Well, we look forward to the next episode and everyone keep up with uh, Linda Ballou and her adventures. Go to lostangeladventure.com, lindabalouauthor.com. The links are all in the show notes. And um, I know that the story of Isabella Bird is never ending. You can get Embrace of the Wild uh, on Amazon, all those places, right? All your books are on Amazon. And they're and on you- all of the digital stores everywhere. Everywhere. And also right off your website too, people can. Right. If you buy, if you buy on my site, I, you know, pay for the shipping and I'll gift wrap it for you. If you want to send it to a friend. Oh, wow. You gift wrap. Oh my gosh. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. I would buy just for gift wrapping. (laughs) Cause I can't, I can't. Signed copies, gift wrap. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. and, and in closing, just to let people know, do you do book clubs? Do you do, will you oh, God, do yes. speaking I love and get events on like Isabella or any of your I books? I love and- 
book clubs. I have a PowerPoint presentation for Embrace that's really fun that I love to give to book clubs or women's clubs. Yeah, no, I love virtual events. I live in Los Angeles and um, I live in the mountains and I like to stay here in the mountains. <laughs> and then she and travels love- out to the coast. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, take trips. I take trips, but uh, when I'm in town, I stay here in the mountains. So I love doing virtual events. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for all, all of my books, I have uh, PowerPoint presentations for clubs and stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Take care, Linda. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Lost Angel Travel Adventure Show with Linda Ballou, travel writer and author. Keep up with her at lindabalouauthor.com and lostangeladventures.com. You can also keep up with Big Blend Radio at bigblendradio.com. Now, happy traveling!